Good morning to Radhakala Chanji Dam. Good morning to all of the assembled devotees, those that are seen and unseen. We're continuing to read from Srimad Bhagavatam, first canto, chapter 7, and I believe today we're doing text 9, but before we sing, we always like to get the mercy of Krishna and Radharani and all of the Vaishnavas by singing Jaya Radha Madhava. Jaya Radha Madhava Kunjari Hari Jaya Radha Madhava Kunjari Hari Jaya Gopi Janavalaba Kirivaradari Jaya Gopi Janavalaba Kirivaradari Jaya Gopi Janavalaba Girivaradari Yashoda Nandana Braja Chararanjanan Yashoda Nandana Braja Chararanjanan Yamuna Tiravanachari Yamunatiravanachari Jaya Radha Madhava Kunjabihari Jaya Radha Madhava Jaya Gopi Janavalaba Girivaradari Yashura Nandana Braja Chararanjanan Yashura Nandana Braja Chararanjanan Yamuna Tiravanachari Yamuna Tiravanachari 
Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare. Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. Jai Radha Kala Chanji Radha Kala Chanji Radhe Kala Chanji Radha Kala Chanji Radhe Jai Jai Jagannath 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 Jai Jai Jagannath 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 Jai Jai Jaya Jaya Balade 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 Jaya Jaya Balade 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 Jaya Jaya Subhadra 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 Jaya Jaya Subhadra Jaya Jaya Gornitai, 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 Jaya Jaya Gornitai. So today is the Kadasi and the, the beautiful altar, their lordships of Gorgeous, absolutely gorgeous. We can just meditate on just that, just the Lord being absolutely beautiful and gorgeous. However, we're going to read text 9 from Srimad Bhagavatam. And let's see the chapter is on the son of Drona punished. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya So text 9 Sanaka Uvacha Savenevrita Nirata Savatropeksha Komuni Kashava Brihatam Itam Admarama sambiat yashat Sona uvacha sade nevrita nirta Savatropek shako muni Kashyava brihitam ite admarama samabiyashat Sonoka uvacha sade nevrita nirta Savatropek shako muni 
Kashyava brihitam itam atmarama samabhyashat. Who'd like to repeat that? Sanaka uvacha. Save nivriti nirata. Savatropikshako muni. Kashava brihata itam. Atmaramam samabhyashat. Sanaka uvacha. Vanivriti nirata. Savatropikshako muni. Kashava brihatan itam. Admarama sambhyashat. Sunaka uvacha. Vavinivriti niratam. Savatru piksha komuni. Kashava brihaitam itam. Admaramasamabhyashat. Anyone else? Right. Sanaka Uvacha. Sri Sanaka asked. Sa. Sa. He. They. Of course. Nevriti. On the path of self realization. Nirata. Always engaged. Savatra, in every respect, Upekshaka, indifferent, Muni, sage, Kasya, for what reason, Va, or, Brihatim, Vast, Itam, this, Adma Arama, one who is pleased in himself, samabhyashat, undergo the studies. And the translation here is Sri Sanaka asked Sutta Goswami, Sri Sukha Dev Goswami was already on the path of self-realization and thus, he was pleased with his own self. So, why did he take the trouble to undergo the study of such a vast literature? Again, Sri Sanaka as Sutta Goswami. Sri Sukadeva Goswami was already on the path of self-realization. And thus, he was pleased with his own self. So, why did he take the trouble to undergo the study of such a vast literature? 
report for the people in general the highest perfection of life is to cease from material activities and be fixed on the path of self-realization those who take pleasure in sense enjoyment are those who are fixed in material bodily welfare work are called karmis out of thousands and millions of such karmis one may become an atmaram by self-realization atma means self and arama means to take pleasure everyone is searching after the highest pleasure but the standard of pleasure of one may be different from the standard of another therefore the standard of pleasure enjoyed by the karmis is different from that of the atmaramas the atmaramas are completely indifferent to material enjoyment in every respect rilasuka dev goswami had already attained that stage and still he was attracted to undergo the study the trouble of studying the great bhagavatam literature this means that shrimad bhagavatam is a post graduate study even for the atmaramas who have surpassed all the studies of vedic knowledge in the translation section um where shri sanaka is asking suta goswami a question about shri sukadev goswami even i had to refresh my memory no matter how many times i read the shrimad bhagavatam i had to go back and familiarize myself with these key personality now this is this question session is taking place on the banks uh it's taking place at namasaranya sanaka risi is one of the sages that is communicating the questions from the other sages and is having a conversation with Sutta Goswami the question is Sri Sukadev Goswami as most of us have come to know was born a self realized a liberated soul this is rare 
This is very rare. He was liberated even as his mother carried him in her womb. You didn't have to have any extra training. He was given that blessing. He was very fortunate. So why was he going through the process of studying the Srimad Bhagavatam? And what is familiar to most people that read a really good book and they really, really like it, they will go back and find something different to like. In Sukadev Goswami's case, he was so attracted to the rasas of Krishna that he wanted to read the Srimad Bhagavatam, that he I would say rejoice, but I'm sure it was far beyond rejoicing, enjoying the Srimad Bhagavatam. As he was reading it back to Pariksha Maharaj. And as I was saying, any time that you read, just the average person, any time you read the scriptures, it's going to be a little unusual for you to go through the first time and get it. Because I didn't, but then I'm not you. We're all different. Didn't get a thing. But I was motivated to go back and read again. And as most of us know, when you go back, it becomes nectarian. You begin to understand it. You relish it. It's very key. You begin to get the high points of what's going on in the scriptures. And I think... In this case, that those of us that have gone through the Srimad Bhagavatam, something should be different about you each time you go back and you read the scriptures. Something. It's like the saying that for those of you whose guru is in his vapu, his physical body, any time you see, when you see your guru the first time, maybe it doesn't hit you what a powerful personality that is. How uncommon this personality is. Well, the second time you see him, let's say you sat through a lecture, hopefully, something in you should change. You should not ever be the same every single time that you come before your guru. Now, I'm imagining that Srila Prabhupada may have said this, but I'm not sure. But I know that my Guru Dave said it, and it made me think. It made me really want to work on studying the scriptures and not just reading it for the sake of reading it. So that I made a practice of. Each time I read the scriptures, I try to get something from it. On speaking of the first time I saw my guru, I got to admit, I was, um, I had a pretty decent job. I 
was fairly independent, and I was getting through life with no problems. Um, I didn't really realize the significance of his personality and who he was until he left the material world. And I'm just stepping away from the book for a moment to say that I hope none of you fall into that category. When you have a guru, when you have a guru, pay special attention to his personality. As a matter of fact, when you take shelter of him, when you take diksha, at some point you should start to not copy him, but emulate some of his personality as far as his persistence, his strength, his strength of character, his dedication to the scriptures. We should be very easily described as a disciple of such and such and such. Going on to the purport, it speaks about karmis. And I remember when I first came into Krishna consciousness, I thought it was a dirty word because I thought, well, that means that somebody's not doing what they're supposed to do or they're not following properly. Well, actually, it's someone that's engaged in material life, sense gratification. And for most of us, when we come into Krishna consciousness, some of us are engaged in material life in sense gratification. That at the time that I was introduced to Krishna consciousness, as I said, I had a pretty decent job. And the fun activity of that job was to go out after every, if there was a big meeting, we went to the, went to the bar. If there was a um, training session, it was the bar. And at that time, in my immaturity, I thought that was fun. And as I look back at it, and you know, during the pandemic, I've had a, a lot of opportunities to look back at a lot of stuff. I don't know if anybody is so mental as I am. I mean, I think I'm constantly thinking a lot. But as I look back, I'm looking back at that time when I was young and when I pretty much I had really good health, whatever it was I need, needed, friendships, I had all that. I thought that was fun. But when I think about it, there was no fun. Everything always started and ended the same way. There was actually no real sense gratification because whatever it is you're doing, whatever sense gratification you're trying to get, whatever it is, you are never, ever going to get enough of it. And it is not going to resemble the real thing that you're going after. It is never going to do that. I would have to say that when I begin to understand Krishna consciousness, when I begin to surround myself with qualified devotees, 
I would have to say I have never been so happy, so full of fun, so loved, and so spiritually aware of who I am. So getting back to the point where we speak of karmis, all of us have at some point been a karmi. We have an opportunity now during this pandemic to make the very best of a situation. And I'm usually saying you can preach, pick up a phone, call someone, contact someone, but better than that, take an opportunity to go through the scriptures again. Every possible avenue of life that you think you want to live or that you have lived is in some way written in the scriptures. There is nothing that you can bring to the table that has not been thought of before, that has not been done. What we have to understand is that we decided to come here. And that was really hard for me to understand because that told me that I was not the brightest cookie in the can or the brightest bulb why would I want to leave the transcendental association of my family in Krishna Loka and come here? But Krishna is very kind. He's like that very loving but stern father. He doesn't want you to fall into these traps, but he sets it up where you have the perfect opportunity to play out whoever it is you think you're supposed to be. And when you go through a challenge, sometimes it's best. It's like your father turning you over or your mother turning you over to someone that's far firmer than they are, Maya, to give you an opportunity to grow. Don't consider the challenges that you have stumbling blocks. They are stepping stones. When you take initiation, if you're fortunate enough, someone will tell you, well, you think you have it easy now? It's going to become more challenging as you take to devotional service. But every challenge that you have is an opportunity to grow even through the process of, and this may not come out right, but even through the process of those that are experiencing various catastrophes, you can never blame it on the Lord. Whatever is happening in the world, there are three possibilities of why it's happening. It's either because of something that you've done, something that someone else has done to you, or it's providence. It is never something or situation where you can say, God, where, why are you doing this to me? It's difficult to tell some people sometimes why they're going through things because they can't handle the truth. I can't remember what actor that was, but... We can't handle the truth all the time. We should be in a position as devotees to give and receive constructive, 
criticism, not destructive criticism. And I'm trying to remember the three categories. Um, Prabhu, what are the three categories? It's either when you do something to yourself, is it, ah, repeat it again, Prabhu. Adi? Yes. Adi? Bhotik? Yes. Adi Atma? Yeah. Nadi Deva. Thank you so much. I don't mind having a brain freeze. When people make a mistake, they go, oh my gosh. I am so embarrassed. Why am I embarrassed? I'm, in, I'm, in, I'm with my family. I am not trying to impress you. I'm not trying to prove anything. I am trying to share with you the nectar. So if I slip, I slip. I'm not perfect. But that's the nice part about learning. Be comfortable in the process of learning the Srimad Bhagavatam. Even Sukadev Goswami got it at birth. We're not always that fortunate. Sometimes it's necessary to go back and learn how to enjoy nectar the way Sukadev Goswami honestly enjoys the relationships and the rasas that go on in the Srimad Bhagavatam. It is to be taken seriously whenever you're reading it. Do not become discouraged if you do not remember all the time, if you do not pronounce all the time correctly. I didn't beat myself up. I remember once I was, someone came in, my nose was stopped up, all stuffy, so everything, things were not coming out properly. This was like my first year in um, Dallas. And whoever he, whoever he was, bless his soul, I guess he had, how do they say, a bone to pick with someone. So I'm going through, trying to go through nasally and repeat. And this guy says, I thought that when you read the Srimad Bhagavatam, you're supposed to know how to pronounce things. It didn't, it didn't hit me. Now that's unusual because if I think I've been insulted, I'm going for your juggler vein. <laughs> Just because that's my personality. Krishna allowed me to let that go completely over my head. And fortunately, a very sweet devotee, Mataji, was here, and she chastised him. The point I'm making is, when you're reading the scriptures, don't assume you're Sanaka, Sutta Goswami, or Sukadev Goswami. You are who you are. You are not competing with anyone you should not compete with anyone. During this process of the pandemic, 2020, I don't know if it's going to be a 2021 issue also, but the point is, during this process, take the opportunity to read the scriptures, take the opportunity to reach out to someone Take the opportunity when you're having a really challenging time. That's a good time to pick up the phone or just walk over and talk to someone else because 
Every single person is going through something challenging. And even though we have the scriptures, it appears that most of us have forgotten the nectarian nature of the scriptures. I don't know if anyone has ever done this, but if you close the Srimad Bhagavatam and just pop it open at any point in time, have you ever noticed that it's exactly where it's supposed to be because of what you're going through at that point in time? This is not a fairy tale. Our life is not a fairy tale from where we've come. We are on one eternal dreamscape or dream session. We've just been an illusion. We've taken in that illusion a material body, and because the material energy is contaminated, our senses are contaminated, and we really don't remember that we, this is not our home. It doesn't mean you go out and stand in front of a car and just end it. The point is, you have to play out the reason why you're here. Everyone here has a different reason that you are here. If your mood is not changing as a devotee, in devotee association, check and see what you're doing. Something's not right, even in spite of the horrible things that are going on. We should kind of be like the duck where the water runs right off the back. We should be in it, but not of it. That is, I believe what the Bible says, we should be in this world, but not of it. And if there's ever been a perfect time to take time and have your own personal association with the Lord, this is it. Some of us may be not or are not working, or maybe the funds are not coming in properly. Krishna knows. Pray to Krishna. The Maha Mantra is extremely potent, so is prayer. So I look at us as ambassadors right now. No matter what chapter we're on, no matter who is sitting up here, all of us have an opportunity to, if not be ambassadors to someone else, be it to yourself. This is a time to take care of your mind. Take to reading, as Srila Prabhupada has no doubt encouraged many devotees over time and in his books. He's always encouraging. Now, there was one more point. No, I, I believe I may have covered most of them. Ah. If you find that you don't exactly come close to the description of an Atmaram. Don't worry. All of us have a different category and a different degree of self-realization. All of us do. The other thing that I'd like to see is I'd like to see senior devotees reaching out 
to devotees that are not so senior, that are still new at this, and kind of helping them along with what they're going through right now, and even with the scriptures. I would love to see that. I can't wait until we get back to the point where we're all associating, having kirtan. And I guess even if we have to do the the self-distancing, then I guess that's what we have to do. But I think Krishna has a plan. There is no doubt. There is no thinking. Krishna does have a plan in all of this. Don't try to figure it out because we're not God. But the point is, realize that what you're going through right now is temporary. We don't ask for happiness. We don't ask for sadness. But it comes constantly. It's coming and going. It's not something we're praying for. So even this situation, don't be so attached to it. I'm finding that when I have moments of downtime in my consciousness, if I use my phone to tap into internet and maybe pick up a speaker from uh, um, ISKCON, it's always what I need, but the strength is at your fingertips. Do not ever, ever give up the process of Krishna consciousness and more so of devotional service because that is actually the path back to Godhead. You can dress their lordships very carefully. You can cook the best meals. You can clean the temple. These are all high category services, all of them. Not one is more important than the other. But the mood in which we do them makes a really big difference, even as we're going through this challenging time. The most I can say right now is that whatever I have read, I pray that there is something that you can take away from this. I really do. I pray that you stay on the path and that you realize there is no power greater than the power of the Lord. There is no power. There is no situation that is so overwhelming Even as we pick up the newspapers, it can be totally depressing sometimes, and I'm not going to go on with that, but there is something going on almost every week. There is something changing with information almost every week. And if you're not careful, you'll get caught up in this windstorm. There was a book that I read in the, um, was it 19, oh gosh, what was the name of that book? Was it 1984? 1984. This material is not just written for fun. This is, a scenario is playing out, but the point is, this scenario, or whatever this plan is, is not as powerful as the Lord. He sees everything. He knows everything. So don't get so caught up in it when you turn on the news. And don't, if I were you, I wouldn't turn it on so much. 
it's almost calculated that something negative is going to hit you in the face. And after a while, if you keep letting it happen, we're going to be so depressed we can't even open the pages of the scriptures. We can't even grab our beads. So the point I want to make is focus on the Lord. Keep him in the center of your life at all times. No matter what's going on, no matter how overwhelming it is, keep the Lord in the center of your life. You cannot function properly without him there. You cannot do anything without him there. And when we come to that understanding and we realize how important it is and how much he loves us and how much he wants us to be with him, then it's almost unbelievably difficult not to love him back and not to want to serve him. But getting back to the point of text 9 again, where Sri Sanaka is asking Sutta Goswami why Vyasudev's son, Sukadev Goswami, even though he's such a realized personality, why is he going back to study such a vast literature such as the Srimad Bhagavatam? And the point is, we should be so enlivened as to want to go back and read, or to read for the first time, the rasas of the Lord. All of them. And there's a, there's a lesson in them as we're reading them. But we should be in the mood now, like never before, of wanting to be closer to the Lord, of wanting to understand our relationship with the Lord, and if possible, reaching out and helping someone else understand. When you're on that devotional path and when you let absolutely nothing else get in the way, I'm not saying just don't do anything else, but when you stay on the devotional path and understand the purpose behind it, there is absolutely nothing that we can not do. There is nothing that we cannot overcome or accomplish. So I'll end at that point. Uh, does anyone have any questions or comments? There are there are online courses, and you know most of the time I see it in the uh, back to Godhead. Go ahead, Prabhu. Yes, yeah, very good point. Um, Barbara, right? Deborah. I knew you were a member, uh, the name was a member of my family. But Deborah's asking if there is any online course where you can study the Srimad Bhagavatam from beginning to end. And yes, there, there are courses. I don't know if you have access to uh, the internet. If you go in under Iskand Desire Tree. There's some other uh, Vedic um, Vedic sites, but if you tap in, just play with the words. Tap in classes on Srimad Bhagavatam. Something is bound to pop up. What I find easy is that Back to Godhead, the magazine. Have you ever read it before? 
it's almost every month toward the middle of the book or the end of the book, it's mentioning different classes on different Vedic scripture. And the Srimad Bhagavatam is very common. Uh, and I know you have to get in at a certain time. George, did you, were you going to say something? No, 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 go ahead. Uh-huh. On YouTube, Wisdom of the Sages, it's uh, classes on Srimad Bhagavatam, and they're a little less formal. That's what I listen to. On YouTube? On YouTube. They're on YouTube. Or oh, right, 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 right. George's. Wisdom of the Sages, and you can actually go back to the very first episode. I think they're on episode, like, almost 400, but they started from the beginning of the Srimad Bhagavatam. It's like an hour class. It's a bona fide class, and it's just it's not as formal, and that's what I like to listen to. And how is how are the classes described again? The name of the uh, podcast is Wisdom of the Sages. Okay, so George is saying there's a podcast name called Wisdom of the Sages, where you can where it has the uh, classes, yeah, it's, where it uh, shows where the classes uh, are being done. I'm sorry. Kastuba. Kastuba. Okay, I'm not. I, I'm sure that's a name I should be familiar with, but I'm not. Yes. But yes, as, as George is saying, there are classes on not only the Srimad Bhagavatam, but on the scriptures, uh, pretty much all of the scriptures, the uh, Bhagavad Gita, the Paranyas, the um, classes on Nishapanishad. They are there, but there are certain times that they're there in the year. And I guess maybe even if you come in late, it may be acceptable based on everything that's going on in the world right now. Very little is on schedule. Not saying that they're not on schedule, but there's a lot of leeway where there wasn't before. So maybe you'll have an opportunity to tap into one of the classes. And of course, if you're listening here uh, during the week, we're going through the Srimad Bhagavatam from beginning to the end, from the beginning to the end, over and over again. So that's another outlet. But for continuous study, instead of a break, instead of it being done a, a shloka a day, there are classes for you. Thank you for asking the question, uh, Jeffer. Any other questions, comments? Yes, Prabhu. When the Bapu is present, how, what should be our mood, especially being Mataji's and, you know, not serving the Guru in person, but our Guru's body is still present, his Bapu is present, what should be, as a disciple, our mood be? When he's present? Yeah. When you have an opportunity and when you have selected your Guru, not to say, first of all, not to say that he should be the only one that you listen to, but he should be the main one that you focus on. Listen to his lectures. Take an opportunity to ask him questions. If he's at a distance, write him letters. But you want to be a student. First of all, you want to understand why are you taking shelter of him. Guru is... Not to say an exact replacement for Krishna, but he's as good as Krishna, but he's not God. And if there is anyone that can teach you about the scriptures, 
and about God consciousness, it is your guru. Questions. Think about whatever questions come to mind. Ask them. But in addition to that, read a little bit so you have some backup information to ask him questions about. But you want to listen. I find that you learn a lot, first of all, by listening. I do that. I try not to talk a lot. This is the most I ever talk sometimes because you pick up so much information when you're listening to the right person. That's key. Pick the guru that's for you. Have, do you? Have you taken Diksha? Yes, Mother. Yes. Then you have selected, no doubt, the best guru for you. Even if he is not physically in this state, if he's in another country, Internet. Sometimes they will answer. And sometimes they will answer in such a way that the words are not written on paper. I'm saying that to say it doesn't hurt to communicate with the guru. And don't be surprised if he doesn't get back with you. There are other ways that he can communicate with you. But listen to his lessons. Have questions to ask him. And be in the mood of picking something from what he's saying, what he's trying to get across to you. If there's a lesson, if there's a topic, and most of them all have to do with some type of personal development, listen to them. See where you are on that scale. How is your sadhana? And usually that's a big concern. Are you, are you reading properly? Are you reading as much? I think, uh, what was it, one or two hours a day, um, I heard either Srila Prabhupada mentioned or someone mentioned that it was wise to read. If you're able to read one or two hours a day, if you read 15 minutes a day, that's good too. How's your chanting? Are you focusing properly on the holy name? Are you eliminating the distractions? Are you in proper association of devotees? Surround yourself with someone who has similar likes and desires and goals as you do. If you are an upbeat, maybe that's not a good word, if you are a devotee who is eager to learn, find another devotee, preferably senior, but it doesn't have to be, but find someone else that's in that same mood, that wants to learn, that wants to share. Someone who has a very good constitution, a good um, personality-wise a good God-conscious person, someone who is positive, you don't want to surround yourself with someone who nitpicks and finds negativity in almost everything and everyone. That's not who you are. That's not who any of us should be. Pick your associations properly. Listen to classes when you have an opportunity. Listen to lectures from gurus, from sannyasis. Take the opportunity. That's a, 
that's a lifelong lesson and session that you should never tire of and that you should never run out of opportunities and growth. But simply by chanting, breathing, association, your consciousness should change. Like it was mentioning here in the purport, or maybe I just picked it up from the purport, that however you come in as a devotee, you shouldn't be the same person after, what, a year, six months, two months. Pick the time frame. Something about you should change spiritually, conscious-wise. And in a sense, you're actually taking a spiritual bath. So you should feel less desire for things that are not positive, not spiritually positive and gratifying for you. You should feel more of a desire for things that are more pure, that are closely related to the consciousness of someone who is devoted to serving and loving the Lord. I hope I'm not talking too much and I've gone off track, but I hope I've answered you in some way. Thank you for asking. Any other questions or comments before we close? Sorry I went over, but it's been a long time since I've been up here and I've been saving so much communication. Um, did you want to comment? Anyone? Prabhu? Sometimes, lately, the, the way that it's come to the attention of a lot of people that the people running the world are a demoniac. And people, I, sometimes I get people trying to draw me into trying to uh, fight, like, don't be part of the sheeple, sheeps, and, you know, like, fight back against the evil mm-hmm. that the, the uh, evildoers are doing that, you know, the way they're running the world and how they invented this corona thing and mm. raided on people and then come along behind with the vaccine and you know, so many evil things. Like you yeah, said, yeah, I know what you're, I know what you're saying. We can get into the news. Mm-hmm. It's unlimited how bad it is. And then we looked at the situation when Hiranya Kasipu was running everything. Uh-huh. Actually, he, he took over the throne of Indra. Mm-hmm. And he was running the whole universe. And actually, Brahma, Shiva, and even Vishnu were... Uh, Offering him respects and, mm-hmm. and working. Everybody, he had the whole entire universe working under him. Mm-hmm. And he was completely demoniac. He was always drunk and always trying to stop sacrifices and and harassing, killing cows and harassing Brahmins. Mm-hmm. And it was so horrible. And everybody was suffering in the whole universe. Even Lord Indra had to bow down to Hiranyakasipu. So that never, that situation didn't get alleviated until Krishna personally killed Hiranyakasipu as Lord Nishingadev. Mm-hmm. So in today's situation, we we wonder like it's, it's like Hiranyakasipu is running the, running the, the country and, and you can't, 
it's just uh, trying to fight like against them doesn't seem it just seems futile it, it, it has to be it is you have is. to have krishna come in somehow it is futile to fight against them you're not strong enough we're not strong enough even together sometimes on situations we're not strong enough when krishna is in the middle there is a tremendous amount of strength however it's what do they say it's not it's not yours it's krishna's to handle you do the needful you keep your consciousness elevated so it's not affected by the thoughts that are, of course, some of them are quite demoniac. Of course it is. Does Krishna know? He sees everything. He knows every count of the hair on your head, knows when and how the wind will blow, a, not a blade of grass blows without the Lord knowing. He knows this is the time to really be strong and try not to struggle in your Krishna consciousness. Try not to be in a position where you're around people or situations or energy that's just being thrown at you saying, okay, this is what they're doing and blah, 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 negativity. Well, yes, you're, you're intelligent. You've been around the movement for years. You know what's right and you know what's wrong. And you've seen probably more than I've seen. But the point is, you are wise enough to know that you don't have to be a part of that energy, that there is something above all that. We're supposed to rise above this. Is it difficult sometimes? Yes, but it can be done. Yes, we know for those that are strong enough to accept things, that there is something going on. And it's not dipping into paranoia. It's just being plain, it's just plain common sense. But it is not that the Lord is out of the picture. There is a reason it's happening. Don't even try to, don't even try to think about it and figure it out. It's not yours to figure out. What's important is that you stay focused on God consciousness, you stay focused on devotional service, and you stay focused in being a positive image for someone else so that they can see your strength and maybe take from it or get something from it. And you can add some strength to someone else who's feeling weak. You be the movement. You be the change. What is it? Yeah, you be the change. You be that person that can let them know, yes, this things like this has happened before. Even during the days when Krishna was physically on the planet, there was nonsense going on. However, we are in Kali Yuga right now. A lot of hypocrisy, a lot of negativity, a lot of Hiranyakasipu's running around. This is the age that we're in. This has been explained. It is expected. It is also expected that you get through this because you have the strength. You have the mercy of Krishna. Krishna aligns us with what is necessary for us to survive. And when we're doing the right things, and that can be here or there, but when you're doing what you're supposed to do, Krishna aligns you 
with the people and the situations that you're supposed to be a part of. Yes, I agree, there is something going on. But don't let it get you down because you know better. You know there's a higher power and what's happening is not it. And as I said, we don't always ask, well, we never ask for negative things to happen. We don't ask for, we may ask for positive things, but life is changing constantly. It will change even more as Kali Yu goes on. Don't let it frighten you. Krishna still reigns. He still reigns. For those that understand and get the opportunity to know who he is, they'll understand whatever I'm seeing is illusory energy. This is illusory. Yes, it's happening. We're in the material world. It's contaminated. But I don't have to be a part of it. And I don't have to fall victim to the feelings and to the energy that's taking place around me. Because I know who's in control. That's what's been getting me by. That in grasping and holding on to keeping my sadhana up, getting the rounds in, and it just seems that when those rounds are done, it just seems that the day is better. When they're not, the day's not right. When I'm not in the right association of people, you feel it. It's like, ugh. You know the difference when the soul is happy, when the spirit is happy. That's what we're used to. This is not what we're used to. And as soon as we go through the process of learning what it is we need to do and we have an opportunity to finish it and get out of here, it'll be a lot better. But it would be best not to focus on, oh, gosh, i got to leave this world. Do what you need to do. Develop the relationships you need to develop with people to help them. Develop your sadhana and your relationship with the Lord because all of this is a test run for how you will learn or get back to how you lived with Krishna and your family in the spiritual world. We have to go through this. But on the bright side, there is a positive side to it all. And eventually, we'll come to understand where we belong and who it is that we belong to and with. Did I answer you at all? Thank you for asking the question. I mean, most people are afraid to say, well, there's something demoniac going, yes, of course it is. Look how it plays out. Look how. Look at the inconsistencies. Look at the faults with technology, information. Don't let it get you down can't find proper association and read. Even in the times that you can't get to the temple, make your home your temple. Make your room your temple. No excuse. Thank you so much for being here, everyone. So we'll end at this point. Srimad Bhagavatam Ki Jai. Srila Prabhupada Ki